Are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the winners of the offseason so far, or are there some other teams that can lay claim to that crown? We'll also take a look at all of the shifting and changing going on all around the NFL and why some key marquee free agents haven't signed yet. We got all that and much more for you on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, football fans? It is another episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for making us your first listen of the day every day here on Locked On NFL, your daily podcast covering the National Football League, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, so you've got... He's over here. Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter. Myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson. Nola on Twitter. We are live on YouTube or you're listening mm-hmm. to us later on Mega. That You don't know what that means. <laughs> if you're listening to us <laughs> later on the podcast, we appreciate you so much for being here. Whether you've been with us for the long haul or you're new here to the show. Don't forget we're here every Monday through Friday. Luke, I'm a little loopy, but I'm very excited to talk about some NFL news today. And uh, I want to start off, we wanted to talk a little bit about the winner of the offseason so far. It's only March. I mean, March is almost over, but it's only almost April. I mean, April, yeah. Right? So like, it's like gonna- not even really true draft season yet. Yeah. It's still free agency. Right. But that doesn't stop us from having premature takes that nobody yeah. can hold us accountable for. That's exactly right. That's like, It's time to have fun. And so I want to yeah. have fun. And I'm going to say this right now. The winners of the offseason so far for me are the Miami Dolphins. There you go. There you go. I said it. Oh, I said it. Mike All McDaniel, right. biracial king, Mike McDaniel, is the, <laughs> the he's been he's led the charge in Miami. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater, culture guy, glue guy. He's going to come in. They want to build around to a tongue of Iowa. I know that, but I'm just glad Teddy Bridgewater's there. They signed mm-hmm. Teron Armstead on a 15 million dollar per year deal. Teron Armstead was expected to command over 20 million dollars per year this offseason. They got him at 15. 15- per 17 and a half if he got all of his incentives which are said to be easy to achieve and then they make the big trade for Tyreek Hill now they gave up six draft picks to get Tyreek Hill but they still get Tyreek Hill they pair him up with you know uh, Jalen Waddle and some nice offensive pieces there all they got to do is like get a couple of picks right in the draft don't even have to nail the whole draft they just need a couple of picks right in the draft and all of a sudden this team is looking like a little East Coast, down South, Southeastern San Francisco 49ers team with Mike McDaniel at the helm. I like it. I like what they're doing. And similar to the 49ers, they do not have a quarterback. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing stopping me here is, like, look, I I love Teddy to death. He's not going to be your, like, franchise forever Come on. You could go the game manager route. That's what they do with Jimmy Garoppolo when they got to the Super Bowl with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made it to two NFC championships in three years. Yeah. Um, but that, okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. Dolphins have had a great one. I, I prefer a different style of offseason. Mm-hmm. And so my two favorites are both in the NFC Rams and Bucks. I know it's boring. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, but no. The, I mean, keeping the band together, right? The, right. The, the last two Super Bowl champions kept the quarterbacks that did it and kept enough of their team together as much as they could of the team together. Um, extensions, keeping guys in house and being able to run that back. Look, if you have success, if you have a damn good team and those are two damn good teams, Mm -hmm. keep the band together. 
Um, it's very exciting. This is the time of year where we think, hey, maybe that perennially awful team won't be so perennially awful this time. Maybe perhaps <laughs> as Lucy puts the football down and Jags fans run up to it. Um, but <laughs> I should have said Lions fan. Ah, whatever. Right. Jags are, yeah, you had a the, chance to take a shot at the Lions and you didn't take it. Let this let this live in, in infamy right along. It's true. With, well, I don't know if the Lions are the worst team in the division anymore. So, oh, um, no, what a sad. <laughs> sorry, Lauren. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I digress. the The point is, good teams that keep it together are are. That's my favorite kind of offseason. It's proven. You we know you're good versus the Dolphins. Hey, we you got a lot of good players. You should be good, but we haven't seen the proof of concept yet. We've seen proof of concept right. of the the Rams and the Bucks. I'm going to do that, and I'm probably going to say the Bucks uh, a little bit over the. I'm going to say the Bucks have won the offseason. I said they won the offseason last year too, and I think that kind of bore out. They had they were like just as good, and I think they're going to be just as much of a contender again this year. Yeah, I, I like the point that you make, right? Like, this is a situation to where you're not trying to put something new together and then hope that it's going to work, which is kind of where the Miami Dolphins are. With the except, you know, the 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 exception here being that the Bucks and Rams are keeping together what has won Super Bowls over the last two years and are now doing that. I mean, the Bucks just mm-hmm. getting Tom Brady back did wonders for them, right? Tom Brady came back, then all of a sudden Chris Godwin hung around. Uh, you know, Carlton Davis hung around. Um, you saw, uh, uh, oh gosh, the oh Leonard Fournette, of course, run, come, you know, stick around. So you saw all of those pieces come back once Tom Brady got there. I, I, I want to throw out one other team that had their quarterback already, didn't risk losing their quarterback, didn't need their quarterback to unretire 40 days later, and <laughs> <laughs> but has done a really good job building. And it's over in the AFC. And we know the AFC West has been a little bit of an arms race, right? Russell Wilson shows up in, in Denver. Tyree kills on his way out in Kansas City, but we've seen some other moves come along. I think one team that has responded really well so far has been the Chargers, the Los mm-hmm. Angeles Chargers. And, Absolutely. And, you know, like you look at what they've done with with getting Khalil Mack, and then you know they they shore up their secondary a bit as well with J.C. Jackson, and then they continue to build over on the offensive side. They get Mike Williams back. You've got Mike Williams. You've got Keenan Allen. You've got uh, Justin Herbert. You're trying to figure out maybe some other things over on the offensive line and more longevity at running back. But I mean, outside of that, like that's a really solid team that did a little bit of both, right? Kept some things together, but then also like kept pieces in house, but then also went out and added to that roster, to that talent. It's kind of like what the Rams did, right? The Rams did a good job. They hit on the draft where they needed to. And then since they sort of landed those draft pieces after they got away from the quarterback situation, they've continuously added the new pieces to sort of the finishing touches, if you will, from what they developed from in-house. Yeah, and so the AFC West is so interesting because one of the low-key worst off-seasons has been the Chiefs. They mm-hmm. lose Tyreek Hill, and they get a lot of draft picks and stuff, and maybe the value is right, but in terms of the immediate future, in terms of the impact on, say, like betting odds, that's not going to help, right? Mm-hmm. And all three teams around you have made significant moves to get better. Devontae Adams to the Raiders, mm-hmm. Khalil Mack to the Chargers, Russell Wilson to the Broncos— your whole division just got super, super strong and you got a little worse. That can't be good, right? Right. So here's the deal. If you still believe in the Chiefs, in light of all of this, over at Bet Online, they are plus 170 to win the AFC West. 
If you want to make a bet like that or any other kind of bet, of course, you know, basketball tournament's still going on. Pro basketball playoffs are going to start there as well as hockey, um, baseball futures, whatever, tennis, MMA. You can even play your favorite Vegas casino games. They have a really cool prop player prop builder, so you can build all your weird parlays. I know you freaks, you love those. <laughs> and uh, that you can live bet games too. So, you know, if some underdog is keeping pace at halftime and you think they're going to fall off, you can bet on that kind of thing. Head on over to betonline.net to find all of your sports betting needs, news, gods, news odds, and scores, all sorts of great stuff at betonline.net, where the game starts. All right, everybody, as you continue on with today's episode of Locked on NFL, we thank you, Luke and I, as always, for making us your first listen of the day every day, Monday through Friday, here on the Locked on NFL podcast. Don't forget that we're on YouTube as well. Two things for you. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, turn on your notifications, all that stuff, because all three days of the NFL draft, we're going to be live covering that stuff from WFAA's studios, including insight from all of our local experts, and then also headed up by our NFL draft experts and Eric Crocker, Ryan Tracy, stuff you don't want to miss. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but we're already having a lot of fun, Luke. We're already having a good time. And I'll tell you, what, I just want to mention one thing on Bet Online real quick. I had a little bit of fun with that one already, and I put down some money on something that might not even happen. But Jake Paul apparently offered both Will Smith and Chris Rock like 15 milli to <laughs> box at his next boxing event. So I definitely went and put down some money on a heavy underdog in Chris Rock. Oh, because there's, come on. Will Smith is like Wait, minus Wait, you put 3, money 000. on Chris Rock? I had to go with the, I had to go with the underdog. I had Will the Smith underdog. is from Philly. I know he's from Philly. I know Will Smith. He'd fight win, a horse. But I'm not gonna I've seen Philadelphians down. fight a horse. I'm saying I'm not going to put down three thousand dollars on something that might not happen just to hopefully win a hundred. No, like I'm not that kind of crazy. What you think? I'm trying to win thirty cents? No, I'm trying to walk out <laughs> with a bag. All right, so that's why I put down a little bit of money on Chris Rock plus nine hundred plus nine hundred. Chris Rock, you know, you know, who knows? He might be shifty. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about NFL free agency. Yes. Luke, listen to some of the names that are still available on NFL free agency and tell me that this isn't ridiculous. Julio mm-hmm. Jones, Tyron Matthew, Bobby Wagner, Von Miller, Stefan Gilmore, Jadavion Clowney, Akeem Hicks. Man. It's a little ridiculous, right? Those are marquee names. You know that, what? Like, I don't think it is. Oh. I think that's actually me, to be expected now. Tell so me. Here's, okay. We're so used to free agency as – this like flurry of crazy activity in three days, you Mm -hmm. know, the first 96 hours of free agency is this total flurry and everybody gets it. And then everybody goes home from the party and looks through their goodie bag. And what did we all get? And then it's pretty much over till the draft. (laughs) And that, that this is not how it works anymore. That's not how the, the, I mean, things have changed. I'm sure we'll talk about it, but Mm -hmm. things have changed. And now veterans are taking a little bit more of their time. I think players have realized that there is a sense of urgency in teams during this time. Mm-hmm. And they can stare down these teams and say, I might just, you know, go home for the night and we'll try this in the morning. And I know you don't want that. And they'll use that as a negotiating platform. Mm-hmm. And agents have kind of realized that. And, um, you know, the cap is going up so much that agents know you can give me that extra million because so much more money is coming in. You can do that. And so they can play a little more hardball. 
it's just taking a longer time. I kind of prefer it this way. I mm. the, the flurry of activity, it all gets washed away and it's all really fun. Oh my God, look at all these signings and all this craziness. And then after like three days, it's over and you're go, you're you're refreshing your Twitter feed or whatever over and over and over, realizing that it's kind of going to be barren again. And you go, oh man, all right, now nothing's going to happen until the draft. I like it this way. There's a little something every day to keep us, you know, keep us going until it's close enough to the draft that we can just be excited about that. It's a good point. It's a good point. I, I do like the idea of... of free agency lasting longer than those, like you said, like three or four really intensive days. And then it, it kind of feels like usually we're talking after the first day of legal tampering that the first wave of free agency is already over and we're right. already into like the second wave. This kind of feels like it's expanded the wave a little bit. Like this kind of just feels like we're just now getting out of the first wave of free agency, maybe the second wave of free agency, but there's still a, a flurry of action on the way. And I think some of it will happen right before the draft because some of these players are going to want to get into as solidified veterans into roles that could otherwise potentially be filled in the draft. But you know what? I think there's so much value in veterans in roles that the draft outside of maybe the first five or six picks, nobody's a guaranteed starter anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, Players' careers are extending. Players are becoming more impactful later in their careers. And because of that, you don't have to immediately get this guy. Like the immediate impact rookie is becoming a little bit of a myth, in my opinion. We'll see exactly how crazy I am by the time that we get to like next season. But one of the things that I do want to mention around the draft is that there's a really specific date that follows the draft. And here's my tinfoil hat theory. Tell me that this wouldn't make sense, right? Julio Jones signs a one-year, let's say $5 million to $10 million deal, right? It might be incentive-laden, stuff like that, too, so we have to acknowledge that. But anyway, Julio Jones signs a, a one-year deal worth a good chunk of change the day after the NFL draft because the compensatory pick formula is now out the window. So if he signs mm. with a team that's lost major free agents – and he signs to an upper tier contract that's in that five to ten million dollar range. Even just above three and a half million dollars would knock off a, uh, a you know a, an incoming compensatory pick. And here, just to make this make even more sense, I'm even going to tell you the team that does it: the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick. They do this every year, every <laughs> yeah. single season. They do this. They have some free agent that signs the contract, puts the number, puts the name on the dotted line after the draft is over like a day after the draft, because it won't impact the uh, compensatory pick formula. The Saints did it with uh, Jameis Winston when he signed as an incoming free agent a couple years ago, too. Not specifically around protecting the compensatory picks, but it happened right after the draft, which happens to protect the compensatory picks. Mm -hmm. People are growing wise to the... Uh... The, the shenanigans of Bill Belichick. That makes all <laughs> sorts of sense. And I think what's interesting to think about, so th there's a bunch of reasons to wait till after the draft too, if you're a team, you know? Mm -hmm. Figure out how the draft board goes and then go, all right, we got our linebacker, we got our tackle, but we definitely needed a wide receiver. And that wide receiver board did not fall the way we wanted it. Let's go get Julio Jones. And you'd love mm -hmm. to be able to make the decisions in that order if you could control it. And I think it's good for players too. You know, if you are Julio Jones, you're going to wait till after the draft and get that two extra million because now they're willing to give it to you because it doesn't affect the compensatory formula. And that's right. an easier negotiating position. But what I think is really interesting is to think about how that affects the draft. Mm -hmm. When you're in the first round and you're a team like, let's say the Green Bay Packers, who are dire, dire need a wide receiver right now, right. they're dying. And you're looking at Chris Olave and he's on the on the board. Let's say he falls all the way to you. But you mm -hmm. also have Julio Jones on the phone. Maybe you do both. Or do you maybe just take whatever Georgia defender is around and go get Julio Jones? <laughs> right. 
Or do you not do that and then go, okay, now we can spend our cap space on something else. And I think that that, that changes the, the, the calculus yeah. of the way you approach the draft and it's going to affect the way the draft board falls. And I think a team that can predict that effect and exploit it is going to have an awesome draft. Yeah. And the other thing that happens too is that let's say you are that team and you have that free agent on the phone, you have that wide receiver. Then all of a sudden you take that wide receiver that's on the board, you hang up the phone on that free agent, you get through the draft and you say, you know what? There's a couple of these other wide receivers that we don't need anymore that other teams might be interested in. And then you start dealing, right? You can trade Mm -hmm. that wide receiver. You can cut those wide receivers. We see like that flurry of releases that happens after the draft because this team got a young linebacker or a young mm-hmm. player, you know, draft prospect at a position where they could shave off $3 million if they moved on from the veteran, knowing that that veteran just got bumped out of that starting role. So there's that other sort of flurry that happens too, where other teams begin to benefit, not at the detriment of their compensatory pick formula to where they sign that next sort of class of free agents that hasn't even hit the market yet. It's it, it's It's a wild thing how... You know, we talk about free agency being that three day period or so, like we talked about to open this up, but it really for a long time has been months at a time. Those June, July, you know, May editions sometimes actually end up being impactful for teams. Yeah. Speaking of flurries, don't get caught in one. Have yourself a, a weather preparedness kit in your car. And you can find stuff like that at rockauto.com, like a tire kit or something like that. Look, mm, I have been stuck on the side of the road in like 90 degree weather in the middle of South Dakota in the summer with nothing around. Good thing I had a tire kit in my car because that would have been a real problem. <laughs> uh and you can get that kind of thing at Rock Auto. Or if you're a do-it-yourselfer or you just need a repair done to your car, you can just go to the mechanic. Buy the part yourself on rockauto.com and enter your make your year, your model. They'll make sure you're getting something compatible, something that works with your car. They've been doing this for 15 years. You can trust them. You know what they know what they're doing. Get that part, bring it to the mechanic and say, can you just install this for me? And I'll pay you for that. You'll definitely save some money. There's uh, you could say, why, why pay more? The, the mechanic's going to charge 30, 50, even 100% more for the same dang parts from the same dang factories. You just get it delivered straight to your door. And most mechanics will be like, sure, we'll just install it. That's fine by me. But if you uh, if, if you don't go to rockauto.com, you might end up paying way more than you have to. So head on over to rockauto.com at checkout. Make sure you let them know that Locked On sent you in the How You Heard About Us section. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Luke, we talked about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here on today's episode of Locked on NFL. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us. We talked about the Kansas City Chiefs, the AFC West, all the big changes that they made. You know what we didn't talk about? It's the Super Bowl favorites right now, the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo the Bills favorites? right now. They're the favorites now. According to Whoa. Bet Online, according to Bet Online, 27 to 4 odds, they've moved up, shot up the boards. So they're right there, right up at the top. Isn't that kind of wild? Oh so you gosh. look at the, is it the new stadium? The $850 million that the taxpayers are going to pay? <laughs> is that what moved them up? That's what it is. Yeah. And every <laughs> single one of the, that's, they get that in extra cap space. Actually. No. Uh, I mean, okay. Thinking about it. Yeah, no. I mean, the, of course the bills are contenders, but uh, yeah. it's wild that like they're above the chiefs and stuff and other teams that like the bucks and Rams that like have you know have also been perennial contenders i mean yeah, yeah the, the the bills are in a, the same spot where it's like look as long as they have josh allen and stefan diggs or equivalent around because i know there's he's tweeting again and then, bills fans i've been there you can come to me this you can come to vikings <laughs> fans we know when he starts tweeting it's weird and we're we've been there we know what you're going through but like 
as long as you have Josh Allen and receivers, I feel like you, you, you've got a contender and like half of a defense, you know, like you just need something that's not going to give up 30, 35 a game. Yeah. And there's been a lot of movement. I mean, you look over the course of the past couple of weeks, um, the Chargers have moved up to the fifth best odds for the Super Bowl. Man. We just talked about how great uh, an offseason they've had so far. Bucks are still at number two. Go ahead. Oh, man, I was good. Fifth in the league, not just the AFC. In the league, yeah, as the man. Super Bowl champion. Justin so they're Herbert season. Let's go. I'm staying. The top five right now is Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kansas City Chiefs, Green Bay Packers, who are right there, and then the Los Angeles Chargers, followed by the Los Angeles Rams, who actually, I don't know if you remember this or not, but they just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and here they are what? at sixth on the odds list. Yeah. So it's, I mean, the movement has been pretty wild i mean i guess we can mention the cleveland browns went from 35 to one odds to 16 to one odds that puts mm-hmm. them at what is that ninth place right now or excuse me eighth place counting is hard uh at the eighth place right now after their acquisition of deshaun watson but very likely he'll be suspended for some time so i imagine that that might mm-hmm. move that line a little bit more all these i was other gonna things. say it's kind of a callous way to go through that situation, but to mm-hmm. to think about it from the the like betting perspective, from Nod's perspective, you know, I wonder if a there's some level of uh, just hesitance to bet on it because you don't know the situation, and maybe that's deflating the odds. But mm-hmm. also, are there people just anticipating genuinely like a suspension, or is it just kind of it feels gross and not as many people are betting on it as you think, and that might affect the odds too. Could be any number of things. I mean, 22 still open civil cases uh, lobbied against Deshaun Watson. So I would be a little, I would be a little, you know, nervous to bet on any of that. And honestly, yeah, yeah, pick I a feel a little dirty. Maybe. Yeah, I feel a little yeah. dirty doing that too. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders have shot up 50 to one. They improved to 22 to one. So they're just outside the top 10 now. Baltimore Ravens are up there as well. Baltimore Ravens are one of those teams that is, you know, they got, they got Marcus Williams, which was a huge get for them. They almost locked down Zadarius Smith, but if I remember correctly, he signed somewhere that you care about instead uh <laughs> look <no. laughs> it happened the day after i freaked out on this show and then it turned out to be fake all right and then and then it, and then it was real anyways and so then it was real anyway so whatever yeah, excitement was 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 definitely there <laughs> but the baltimore ravens are like one of those teams that like gets better because the teams around them are getting worse and they're just kind mm-hmm. of staying the same you know what i mean but yeah. then they add like one really good piece which i think is is, is really nice mm-hmm. um If we look at the conference odds right now, AFC, Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs up at the top, Los Angeles Chargers number three, right there, right in there. And then you have the Denver Broncos at four and the Cleveland Browns at five. And again, Cleveland Browns are a sketchy one to bet on right now. But I mean, interestingly, the Broncos odds didn't improve since last It's just such an arms race. Yeah. Yeah, because of everything else going on in the AFC West, it's incredible. Because you have to like to be to be a a good bet in January to be like uh, anything you know above plus three hundred or something like that. You got to win your division. You got to have home games and stuff. Right. Only one of Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers gets to have that. Right. And everybody else, you know, as as good a team as it is. Are the Chargers the third best team in the AFC? Sure, yeah, that seems good enough. We could debate it forever, but sure, we'll go with that. Um, but if they're below the Chiefs and the Chiefs win the division, the Chargers drop to the five seed and suddenly their path gets so much harder. Man, I would not... I. Maybe I just go bet on the Bills. I know, right? I know. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals, by the way, who of course were the AFC represented the AFC in the Super Bowl seventh, seventh best odds at the moment in their conference. Uh, top of the NFC, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got 
Tom Brady back. They are in a division that has consistently weakened around them, right? You have the mm-hmm. uh, New Orleans Saints have lost some key free agents. The uh, the Atlanta Falcons pursued a quarterback so hard that they lost their franchise quarterback. And then God. you have the uh, – that's such a wild situation still. I know. They're, you can enjoy they, it. It's okay. No, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> and, it, and it is. We were also recording this, by the way, on March 28th, which, of course, is 3 Oh, come on. So, you know, I 25-point lead and all that, yada, yada. You know how it goes. Come uh, on, so, you know, hey, look, you told me I can enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> uh, yeah, they lost Calvin Ridley for this season I'm for sorry, a couple Aaron. of different reasons. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Aaron. Aaron Freeman, live on Falcons. We love you, buddy. But I know it's a tough day for you, so um, – uh, you know, Julio Jones, they got rid of last year. Like they still don't have anything on defense. Like it's really tough over there. And then the, the, like they have a defense, but like offense just hasn't been addressed yet. The wide receiver core has not gotten better, although Michael Thomas will be back, but they still need to add more pieces there. And then you have the loss of Toronto Armstead on the offensive line, quarterback's blind side. Like that's a really tough loss to take up. And then you have the Carolina Panthers who are like basically where they were last year. And so for for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah, of course they're going to sit atop. Just basically exactly what we were talking about, right? Not only did they mm-hmm. maintain, but the teams around them have kind of fallen off. I, I feel like if you're going to bet somewhere too, the NFC feels like a much better place to go because the AFC mm-hmm. has this weird AFC West juggernaut that's just like mud- muddying everything up. The right. NFC has very clear, defined. I mean, you've got, I mean, the Packers are in a division with the Vikings and two expansion teams. Right. And that That's might really be what it feels that like. might be I'm generous sorry. to my Vikings. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like, three expansion yeah, teams, perhaps. Yeah, I mean that's it. Looks closer to the USFL right now over there. <laughs> um, and, and like the you know the the Bucks ha- are in this division with this destroyed Falcons team and whatever's left of the Panthers and whatever's you know this, the, whatever's left of the decaying Saints mm-hmm. and like there there are these clear defined you know there's a smaller pool and they're not going to get as good odds and stuff but there is a smaller pool it's just fewer variables might make for a better bet um if you whether it's the Bucks or or the Rams or if you truly believe in the you know the Cardinals this is their year whatever the Packers do whatever but the NFC just seems like a better place to bet right now yeah yeah absolutely um, just so you know Vikings and Saints are tied along with the Philadelphia Eagles for what would basically be the sixth best odds in the NFC which isn't really that saying is much hilarious yeah that's, that's a hilarious trio of teams for my heart let's yeah. get out of this uh, so. <laughs> This is starting to hurt me. Tomorrow on the show, uh, Tony Wiggins and James Rapine are going to come around. They're talking about probably some NFL draft stuff. Um, they'll they'll take you through whatever crazy news goes down. You know, whatever tomorrow's headline happens to be. We're on a nice healthy trickle. So make sure you come in. Check that out. Check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Make sure you're coming to YouTube to watch the Locked On NFL podcast, especially when we're doing it live here on Mondays. Or you can always check it on demand on Tuesdays as well. For Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints, I'm Luke Brown of Locked On Vikings. Thank you so much once again, and uh, we will see you all tomorrow.